What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to The Basement Binge. If you guys are listening, uh, we appreciate you. This week, we have a ton of episodes coming out. This is, I think, episode three of four this week, so keep listening. Uh, this week, I mean, this episode, man, my brain is so jumbled. Spider-Man Far From Home, we finally finished the MCU. Anyway, my name is Harrison. My name is Cade, and we are without Kelton. He has currently picked up a summer job, and so his schedule has prohibited him to come join us today. On the last MCU movie of the Infinity Saga, we have finally made it through all 23 movies. How long did this take us? It took us like oh my several months. Oh, months and months and months. If I'm just, I'm just like looking it up here on just the podcast app I use. Uh, we started with ranking all 23 movies of the MCU and uh, ranking all 23 movies of the MCU Infinity Saga before rewatching them all. That was uploaded September 2nd. What was that six months? Wow, September. That's more than six months. That's like that's about that's a little over six, almost that's like seven nine months. months. Is it nine? <sighs> September to September, October, November, December. Yeah, that's nine months. Whoa, jeez, jeez. One so of us have... could have had a child in this time, but none of us do. So, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, too bad for that. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Wow. So this okay. has been a nine-month project. And this is it. This is the last one. We have finally made it through. Uh, we're just going to break this down. This is uh, going to be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be intense. So we'll get started here. We're shaking things up a bit. We've moved our two cents to the beginning. The two cents is now the spoiler wall. Anyway, what it is, is it's a spoiler-free, two-minute, uninterrupted reaction to the movie, followed by the question, would we recommend it? Uh, Cade? I, let's flip a coin to decide who goes first, since it's just the two of us. Hold on, I have a coin somewhere. Alrighty, it's a penny. I mean, I don't know who flips a penny for a coin flip, but whatever. You can make <laughs> do with what you got. Okay, you want heads or tails? I want tails. Okay. That was a horrible coin flip, and it is 
head, so I'm going first. All right, start my timer. All right. And you're on in three, two, one. Go. All right. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, I walked out of the theaters watching this movie. Loved it. Mind blown. I was like, man, this is such a good movie. Like, I wish that I would have recorded my reaction to this movie somewhere because I just remember being so impressed by it and having, like, just, like, really loving it. Like, oh, my gosh, this is the best movie ever, which is, like, my thought every time I get out of any movie in the theater that I'm slightly excited about. But um, this time, specifically watching it, uh, it did not hold up as much. Uh, I was expecting honestly to like it more this time after having watched through all the mcu but kate and i were talking about it before we started recording i think i'm just kind of getting sick of the mcu i mean this has been nine months of watching these movies and they're good like i really really enjoy them they're good i'm not one of those people that hates on the mcu i really do like it but there was just something this time that was like oh like i'm ready for something new uh it just kind of felt like the same repeat process but i will say there are parts of this movie that i love like the action is super super good the Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio is awesome. The character of Mysterio is really, really good. Tom Holland and Zendaya both are like really, really good actors in a movie and a role that you would not think takes or could use so much acting power, but they've got it and it's good. Um, it's fun to enjoy. Uh, it's intense, um, especially if you haven't if you haven't seen it before. I definitely recommend it. Uh, like the investment you have in Peter Parker and his battle against Mysterio really is straight out of a comic book. Um, and it's so fun, but the phrase straight out of a comic book, what does that even mean? Who knows? I just said it. That was weird, but (laughs) it's really (laughs) good. Like you, like the first time you really, really are invested. Um, and, uh, 10 seconds. So would I recommend it? Yes. Uh, I still will. I enjoy this movie. I know I will come back to it. Um, I really liked and it. And two minutes. So, yes. Yeah, yeah, I recommend it, especially if you haven't seen it. <laughs> All right. Two minutes left for Harrison. Minor up on the clock. Let's go. Okay, so this movie, so I remember watching this in theater, and I was just like, oh, man, that was so good. And, like, you know, call back to Tony Stark of him dying, and I was, like, you know, showing Tom Holland as Spider-Man trying to move on from that, that horribly traumatic experience. And this movie reminds us, that Spider-Man is a kid. He is a kid. And he's like, he's got to do all these grown-up stuff. But he, he's like still trying to be a kid. And so he's like flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it's just this madhouse. And it would spread anybody too thin. And Mysterio takes advantage of that. And it's it's a, the the visuals on this movie is like, is is really epic. It's maybe one of the best visually effects visual effects of the MCU probably in the top probably in the top 10 of the MCU as far as visual effects go but watching this the second time i was kind of like dang this is just all about tony stark and how he died and like it's always this call back to him like over and over and over it's like, man, I wish they just had Spider-Man all by himself. Like, that's why I love the Spider-Verse so much, because it had nothing to do with Iron Man. You know, because I watched that after I watched all of, all of the other previous Spider-Man movies, and that was the last one I've watched out of, like, chronological order. And so I love that one, because it has Tony Stark. He's not part of that at all. He's different universe. But, like, it's this thing where... This movie is an epilogue. It is the ending chapter of the Infinity Saga, and it really 
hits hard on that. But there is still a awesome story within it, and you, his story progresses, but not as much as I thought it would. Watching it the second time, I realized like that he didn't really progress very much. But he's slowly growing up, slowly starting to be a kid again. But I would recommend this movie just because it's it's Spider Man. There's action in it that everyone, every Spider Man Spider Man fan loves. And that's the end of our two cents. <laughs> Okay. Looks, this, this is so weird without Kelton. I'm like, okay, where's Kelton? But so that's the end of the spoiler wall, everybody. If you've not seen this movie, uh, both of us seem like we'd kind of recommend it. Uh, it really is a ton of fun. The action is sweet. It looks great. So go enjoy it. Um, I'm just probably streaming somewhere. I don't know. It's worth the rent. It it is. Uh, so go watch it. Come back. Listen to the rest of the episode because we're moving on to the regular scheduled program. That's so. right. We're. This is going to be a continuation of a, a fresh segment that we have just created. But uh, recently, Kelton has been in charge of this segment. It's called Question Time with Cade, since Kelton is not here. Let's get through this. We've got 100 questions that we that we have that we can go to. One of us picks a number, and we look at that question, and we answer it. So, Harrison, what's the number between 1 and 100 that you would like to choose? Uh, 97. 97. 97 is who is the most intelligent person you know? Oh. The most intelligent person I know. Uh Oh, what is his name? Um it's this hold on. That's horrible. I know him vaguely, so I can't remember his name. I can see his face. Uh okay, do you have someone while I try and remember who this is? Yeah. Um, oh, most intelligent person I know. Well, my first thought is like Chris Jensen. He's my father-in-law. He's like, if there's some sort of like issue or problem, he just, or facts or history buff or anything sort of thing, he just somehow knows it. And he, and he can explain it to you like he's, like that's his passion. But it's about everything. And I, he always has something to say about it and just kind of blows my head like, why does he know this stuff? Like, why does he know that? Why does he know so much? Like, it just, that's like, to me, I think that's just kind of like intelligence and like street smart, but intelligence, like if you're going based on just intelligence, as far as like knowing, like being knowledgeable and just information or um, just or some more, more toward, not like the exact, exact like genre, but like specific, like toward the scientific intelligence the most intelligent person i know it has to be stuart winder he is my cousin's husband um the guy number one he's he's a hilarious storyteller but the guy is a biomedical engineer of some sort the guy's a freaking genius like he just knows stuff and stuff that's like i just can't comprehend and i feel like that's what i deem as intelligent but as far as like the basic stuff of like everyday things, like my father-in-law, he just seems to know it. And I just don't get how he just knows all that stuff and remembers it. I've read stuff about documentaries, about World War One, yada, yada, yada. But <laughs> he just knows it. He can just pull it out of his bag of tricks and it blows my head off every time. What do you got, Harrison? Alrighty. I did not remember the person I was thinking about. I'm so sorry, whoever you are in my head. Uh, but I can't remember your name. So, picking somebody else, I'm going to say my uncle-in-law, if that's a thing. He, he's married to my aunt. Uh, 
Jeremy Knudsen, he's just a very intelligent man. Like, every time I talk to him, I'm like, oh my gosh, my vocabulary isn't good enough. Like, I'm too dumb to even talk to you. And it's not just, like, with words and vocabulary. Like, he's just an intelligent individual. He just knows things. Um, and more than just knowing things, like, he lives a very intelligent life, if you know what I mean. And I, I'm just impressed by him every time I talk to him. So, yeah, that, that would be my answer. Um... So, super quick announcements for you guys. A horrible way to die, I know. But these are just some things that we want to mention to you guys before we move on to the rest of the, the segment. Um, it, again, we're going to talk to you guys about Audiograph. It's a great site that you can go to that are helping podcasters and listeners get connected and be able to, you know, just have more interaction. Um, and so they have th- these cool polls that we've been using. Um if you guys have been taking those, thank you. We've mentioned them in a few episodes. This one's a little bit different. This is going to be more of a survey. Um, so in the description, there's going to be a link to go to the Audiograph site. Just click on that. It'll be at the top of the description. Um, because we finished the MCU, and we got a bunch of plans. There's a bunch of things we're going to watch. We're not done binging your favorite things, but we want to know what you guys want. We have our own plans, but we would like you. So there's going to be two questions over there. The first question, what series or franchise would you like us to binge in the future? Give us some suggestions there. We'll vote on some of the favorites about when we'll fit them into our schedule. Second question. After this, we're going to start a little segment. We're calling it the Animation Hall of Fame. Obviously, this would take forever, and we could do this for the rest of the show's existence because there are so many great animated movies, and there's not so some good ones. But animated movies are great. So we want some of your guys' suggestions of what movies you think deserve a spot in the Animation Hall of Fame. So first question, what series or franchise would you like us to binge? And what animated movie do you think deserves a spot in the Hall of Fame? Because um, that's kind of what we're starting next. So, yeah, go take the survey at the audiograph link in the description, show notes, wherever you're finding it, and then we'll vote on it. So, um, yeah, sorry again that the episodes have been delayed. We appreciate you guys' wait. Hopefully you enjoyed the end game in the 1917 episode. Um, tomorrow, if you're literally live, you guys should should get another Mad Max Fury Road re-review from me um, that I'm doing just for fun and my own personal creativity. So, yeah, a bunch of episodes coming. We appreciate you guys' patience as we kind of inconsistent with episodes anyway that's enough of those boring announcements uh let's move on to the first segment of the regular scheduled program uh next segment pick your poison and mcu ranking pick your poison is our personal rating scale here at the basement bench so bottom of the list bottom of the ranking never watch again obvious above that stream which is where you would watch it it's the mindset is if you were looking for something to watch because you were bored you didn't have something you're like oh it's on a streaming service that i'm already subscribed to Sure, I'll watch it. Like, it's like you're just looking for something to fill the time. Um, a step above that is that rent, you would be willing to pay a few bucks to watch the movie. And top of the list is to buy, you're going to buy this movie. Uh, doesn't matter how much, just so you can rewatch it as many times as you want. Um, so for me, probably really low buy. Um, a low buy? Kind of, yeah, like a low buy. Like, not like a confident, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this. Um, because when I got out of the theaters... Like, would you buy it if it was on sale? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'd buy it on sale. I already bought it because when I walked out of the theaters, I was like, i got to own this movie. As soon as it went on sale, I was like, I, I just bought it. I was so excited to have this movie and then never rewatched it <laughs> until now. And then having rewatched it, <laughs> I was like, oh, like, I don't know when I'm going to rewatch this in a while. So, uh it's part of the MCU. I do like. I, I do have a lot of good things to say about this. Maybe I'm just getting tired of the MCU. I don't know. Maybe I'm just exhausted with life and just complaining. But yeah, I'd buy it honestly. Right. Okay. I 
don't know if I'll ever buy this movie. You know, if I haven't seen it in a while, I'll stream, I'll put it on a streaming service and kind of watch it on my own. I don't know if I could ever convince my wife to watch it with me. She's very particular about movies. The more I've been with her, we've been almost two years now, and she is just so picky on movies. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just like she just always loves The Office, and she just knows what hap. She just knows what happens, so she's just no anxiety about what's gonna happen in the movie. She just like The Office. Dwight's gonna just make a fool of himself, and Michael's gonna insult somebody. It just brings her joy. I don't know. The Office is great. The Office is great. I just I can I like to watch other stuff too. <laughs> So it's, I could, I, I'd stream it by myself, really. End of the story here. Okay. Alrighty. Well, let's go to our MCU ranking then. Let's see where it is. Um, for myself, before we rewatch the movies in the pre-ranking of the whole saga, I put Spider-Man Far From Home at six. Ooh. Oh, wow. Whoa. That's really high, and that's going down. I know that for sure. That's going down a lot. Uh, well, not a lot. It's going down. I'll just leave it at that. In the fa- I'm curious where I put it in the phase. I'm sure I put it like super, super high in the phase. Okay. So. Uh, oh, no. So five. Okay. No, at Spider-Man Far From... Oh, here we go. Far From Home. The, out of the whole rankings and stuff. It's at 18. Oh, that's which, like near the bottom. Yeah, it's it's near the bottom. It's above... Oh, where'd he go? It's above Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then there's those crap shoots. Thor, <laughs> Dark World, and Hulk. It's just those. It's like after, 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 yeah, when you get in like 20, 21, 22, 23, it's just pretty much like, it's like those, it's like the crumbs of a cereal box. But you always just throw away, you know? <laughs> and Spider-Man Far From Home is that last Captain Captain Crunch berry at the bottom of the barrel where it's covered in, you know, some dust. You can pick it out and just pop it in your mouth before you throw out the trash. Like, that's what this movie is. Good description. Because, uh, yeah. It's not my top priority of a movie, but it's like, hey, it's good, you know? That's a, that's a good way to put it. I, I agree with you there. Um, looking at Kelton's ranking, he doesn't feel too particularly excited about this movie either. It is at 21. <laughs> Uh, I I'm sad that he's here. I mean, good for him getting that sweet summer job. I'm kind of jealous, but I just wanted to know why I didn't like it. Uh, we'll have to ask him, give him a little take on it because that's real low. Like that's super. That's that's below Thor: Dark World, and he just hates on that. You know, like he's yeah, he fell does. asleep in it. It's so he's. I want to know. We we got to know what he has to say about it. I know he really liked. He's one of those weirdos who liked the Amazing Spider-Man movies, um, with uh, Andrew Garfield. So, whatever. I guess he just doesn't like Tom Holland. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep throwing him under the bus because he's not here to defend himself. So yeah, there's our rankings. Okay, binge points. All right, binge points. This is the references. This is the little callbacks. This is the little things you just notice. The details in the movie, and this is kind of a fun. One of the fan fan favorites of this podcast so let's jump let's jump to it um one thing i want to point out i think that you might have you might have been waiting to say this but the um, they're on the the pier when he when peter goes with his class for the first time and it's always like kind of this they kind of just have fun and stuff like that but 
you see Mysterio and all of his colleagues in the background just watching him. And you can pause on specific parts. You can totally see him in the background like straight up. I don't recall where there's a point where they're walking across the river and you see um, Mysterio with, his, with the hat on. He's like looking behind him and stuff. So, Wow. I, I did notice like one of the guys like one time. I know they're in it a bunch more. I just didn't notice them every time. So, yeah, it's like it's like I think it's every single, every single dude. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Well, my first bench point that I want to point out is probably one of the coolest things that I've ever noticed. I'm actually tweeting it right now as we speak. I've been saving it to tweet it. Um, but in the the end, when Spider Man's swinging and he goes to pick up MJ, there is this like little billboard thing on the ground and it show and like at the top it says we're excited to show you what comes next and then it has a one and a two and a three and then a question mark and it's like that has to be talking about the phases phase one two three this is the end of phase three what comes next we're excited to show you what's next it's just like so cool like it's like a binge point about the mcu more than the movie it's so it's so cool let me just pull it up here and tweet it so you can see it cage because you just got to see it so i'll tweet it here uh, super quick. Okay, I just tweeted it. Anyway, that was my binge point. It's like, man, they really know that what they're doing over here at the MCU. Kevin Feige, he's up to something. So yeah, that's that's one thing. Um, let me look at the other things here. Oh my gosh, that tribute video to Iron Man. What a hilarious way to start the movie. Like you get this way intense scene with some series like, you guys don't want to be a part of this. And then you just get this hilarious music with the most depressing font ever. Just like, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> and then he's just like, the guy's like, thank you for that touching tribute. And then it like does like the, the it's sound so effect. bad. It's just it's this cringe. It's so disrespectful. Like, oh my but gosh. Like not at the same time. It is. I remember. Like, of course they don't understand. That reminds me. Back in high school, of like the newscast stuff. Remember Channel One? Oh, remember Colt News? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! Cringe, cringe, cringe. Like, it's worse when they when they actually actually showed the actual live feed, other than just the like the the audio. It was just like you watching like that's a disaster. That was a disaster. Like that was worse than before. Like it just they just it was never good. It was never was good. It was just always just ugh, awful. So. That what what they showed of like those kids trying to do their own newscast thing and just it just threw me back to high school like wow that yeah it was hilarious that was awful. Um, the other thing um that I love is the th- the hints throughout the movie that Nick Fury is Talos or Talos however you say it, that he's not himself. Like when he introduces yeah, Mysterio, just... he's like Mysterio's from Earth, just not yours. Like, you think that someone from Earth would say just not ours, but obviously someone who's not from our Earth would say not yours. And then later... I didn't catch that. Later, um, Maria Hill, who I guess is Talos' wife, calls him Nick instead of Fury. She calls him Nick repeatedly instead of Fury, which they made a point to point out that no everyone calls him Fury in Captain Marvel. And then um, when they get the announcement, like, there's a scene where it shows Maria Hill... And Nick Fury walking next to each other, like, right as she notices that there's, like, seismic reactions um, right before, like, the Avengers level threat. Like, right before the last fight scene when it shows them noticing um, what's going on. She's she, 
Nick Fury's talking about, he says, I thought Kree's having sleeper cells was supposed to be top secret information. Like, talking about Kree stuff. I don't know. It's just like little details they throw in there. I was like, man, that's so clever. Like, I would never. Yeah, the dialogue is so clever in this one. Yeah, that is that is another bench one. I love the dialogue of this movie. Like, I love Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I also love trying to figure out how Mysterio in every moment could be a hologram and a real person and where it differentiates and how he cloaks himself and matches up somehow. Like, Yeah, like it's just that's – I mean that's what gives this movie longev- longevity is that you want to check out and see where he is, see where he's not and stuff. But I do want to point this out is that I feel like the hate for this movie – is because it, it can come off as this movie is an in-between movie to just wrap up the story, finish it, or like just to add a few pieces into the um, MCU to set up bigger movies. You know what I'm saying? Like the just the dialogue was like it, it hints toward other stuff and like that one that board on the back. Like I don't know how you caught that. That's just a, so detailed. Like it says phase one, phase two, phase three. I was like, holy crap, man. So it was just this, it was, um, that's what I feel like, that, that's, that's like why this movie gets a lot of hate, is because of that, it comes off, it can, it can come off of that, which I, I understand, but like, it's it's still, it can be a movie on its own if you just ignore all that stuff, but. But, uh, yeah. <clears throat> also, I love the point where Peter Parker gets his uh, identity revealed. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Revealed. That's so crazy. I'm excited for what's going to happen there. Um, another bench point I yeah. have, the teachers in this movie are hilarious. Whatever their names are, they are so funny. Like, everything that comes out of their mouth makes me laugh so hard. Like, even the scene at the end when it's, like, the huge, like, all the elementals are combining into one. And what the, the black teacher, I forget his name, is like, oh, my gosh, they're combined forces, just like the Power Rangers. And then the other teacher's like, Voltron. I think you mean Voltron. He's like, what? Voltron. I think you mean Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shout out Dude, to both Voltron so and Power Rangers. No, Voltron. Uh, it's so oh, funny. Oh, Speaking of Voltron, this has nothing to do with anything except for the teacher said. If you guys have not watched Voltron Legendary Defender on Netflix, such a good series, except for I have some things to say about the last season, but that doesn't have to do with anything. Up until that point, it's a great series. Everybody should watch it. The animation is great in it, too. That's not what we're talking about. Voltron. <laughs> I think you mean Voltron. But seriously, like the whole time, <laughs> the teacher is so funny. And like, I don't know what it is. I, I remember the first question time with Kilton. One of the things we talked about is like, what makes you laugh the hardest? And for me, it's like little mannerisms that people do. And there's something about the black teachers, like his voice, like his little lisp and the way he talks and asks his mannerisms crack me up like nothing. Like, <laughs> like this, he's like, as a man of science, I think it's witches. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's witches. That punchline is so good. It's so funny. But yeah, that's that's all the binge points I have. I I I don't feel like there's a ton in this movie. So I guess we'll just move on to. Uh, all right, I guess you have some others. No, I'm I'm done. Okay, we'll move on to the least and likes then. So this is where we talk about our least favorite scene about the movie, or our least favorite thing about it, and then our favorite. Uh, I'll go first with my least favorite, and it has to do with what you've kind of mentioned, Cade. Uh, especially watching it a second time, this movie doesn't feel like a Spider-Man movie. It feels like a filler for the Avengers movie. Um, I mean, it'd be super hard to follow up Avengers Endgame. And, like, it did a good job at least the first time I watched it. Like, in theaters, I remember having a good time and, like, oh, this is so good. 
But after Endgame, like, I just really wanted a great Spider-Man movie. And it just felt more... Like, like it's a natural route that the story would go. Like, of course, Spider-Man looks up to Iron Man and then having Iron Man pass away and Spider-Man trying to live up to his responsibility and blah, 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 blah. Like, that is, like, a natural course that the story would go in. But I don't know. It just feels less contained and less... mm, good for that reason for lack of better words yeah i feel like that sh- they could have shortened this into endgame made it like an hour like made it three hours and 15 minutes and just added this snippet of the epilogue of him trying to live up and then moving on and then him as far from home boom by itself but it is what it is like I, um i'll get more into this and to fall in but i would have much preferred that the story focus on like the coming of age part of it like Peter Parker having a battle wanting to be Peter Parker versus wanting to be Spider-Man and not have mixed in there like Spider-Man trying to live up to be Iron Man. Like you've got enough of a good message. There was like Peter Parker trying to decide if he wants to be Peter Parker or Spider-Man. And I love that part of this movie. I have a lot of good things to say about that. I love what they did there. Great coming of age story. But then you just throw in like, oh, he's trying to be Iron Man and like dealing with that. Like it, it makes sense. I understand I don't know. I'll get into more into the following. I'm saying too much. I don't know. There's something that just makes this movie feel less good um, because of that. It, for me, the second time watching it. Least favorite part was the the flashback, the flashback that Mysterio. Oh, no, no. That's, no, that wasn't it. It was when Peter Parker tries on the freaking glasses the first time, and he almost blows up his whole... <laughs> pulls up all the classmates like that was funny and like in the moment but i watched that second time i was like oh my gosh the guy he peter's weighing over his head on these freaking glasses like why did why did he give them why did he give them to peter like it was just oh my gosh he's i just showed that he's just so not ready for those things that he just cannot i don't like that <laughs> favorite Oh, it's the action. So it's right before um, he's in that bridge walkway where he just demolishes like seven drones and like he uses his, he uses his spider sense to like know where he is and stuff. That was that's an, that's an honorable mention. That was freaking sick. But the but the fight before to where he is like using all of his webbing to like just beat up all these drones. It's like. I, it was it's just so fast and intense. I'm like, I just love that scene. I'm like, oh, this is this is good Spider-Man content right here. It's like, oh man, I this is what I live for for Spider-Man. Just this sick kind of content, like him being just so proactive and just genius with his webbing, and it's like it's just a sixteen. He's demolishing all these drones. It's freaking dope. Like I I rewatched that scene a lot. It's so cool. Yeah, I I love that scene. Uh. I, I agree with you said that like that's the Spider-Man content that I want like Spider-Man using his spider sense solving problems the way that Spider-Man does being a kid who's like also a sweet superhero is fun to watch and like I have my problems with the CGI in this movie I wish that they would use practical things more but like the CGI in that part like everything with Mysterio like when he gets hit by the train that whole scene right before the CGI looks so oh, good oh my gosh and then that f- that Dude, f- that was that fight scene looks so good, and then when he take then he's in the hall, it looks really good. Um, so that's my honorable mention. I'm gonna p- say other two others because they're really really small moments, but like I don't know, they just really stood out to me. 
Jake Gyllenhaal is such a good actor. Like the switch in that scene where like the holograms slowly start disappearing and then he's like, like we did it or whatever he says, I forget. But like the switch that he goes from like, like well-intended superhero to like evil conniving person is like, it's just such a good turn that I love. Um, the other thing is a really small detail that I never noticed before. I don't know too much about the character of Flash Thompson, but it's the kid that always calls, like makes fun of Peter Parker, like the Flash mob guy. You know what I'm talking about? He's always live streaming. But he's kind of like the bully for Spider-Man. He's been that way in all the comics. But he, like, later comes on to be, like, I forget his name of the hero or anti-hero that he becomes. I don't know too much about the character, um, so I don't have too much to say about that in relation to the comics. But I love what they're doing with him in this series. Like, he's not just a jerk. Like, he lives a super rich lifestyle, but he, his family, like, doesn't even show up after he was almost killed by elementals. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just... Is is a interesting thing that you wouldn't expect from such a side character, but I really like. So, yeah. Yeah, they might set something up. Set, set set something up for that. Now that you know Peter's identity is revealed, they might go that direction. Who knows? Uh, so last segment here, fall in. This is the what I've been waiting for. This is the positive things I have to say about this movie. So these are the meanings, the messages, themes, whatever, book report details, as I call them once. Uh, things from the movie that impacted us about um, what we learn about ourselves as humans and our journey here on the earth and how poetic that sounded. So I'll go first. Um, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, I talked a lot about it in Civil War and Homecoming, and it's just a good continuation of what Peter Parker is trying to do to live up to the responsibility that Ben gave him. I, I, I think it's in Civil War that he says, when you ha- when bad things happen and you have the ability to stop them, and those bad things happen because of you, or something like that, he's like, that's your fault. Like, In essence, the Ben Parker of this universe told him, with great power comes great responsibility, without saying it. And you can see that Peter Parker is trying to live up to that responsibility and really has a hard time with that. And then really kind of latches on to Iron Man to like have that responsibility fulfilled within himself. And this is just another step of like trying to move on to that. Like once I've lived up to that responsibility once, can I do it again? Can I make sacrifices to not be with my friends, to lie to my teachers, to do these things? And I mean, some of the things he does are a little shady, but like he really is trying so hard to just be good at the responsibility he wants to live up to but also just trying to be like a normal kid. Like the movie starts with P- with the kid on the memorial video saying like, are the Avengers even a thing now? Does anybody have a plan? Like freaking out about the Avengers. And Peter Parker's like, I have a plan. And all he's talking about is mean with MJ. And um, that's just a difficult thing to like try and be Peter Parker and try and be Spider-Man. And I wish, I hope, especially with the reveal that happened of revealing who he was, that we get more of that battle between Peter Parker and Spider-Man and the difficulty that that is. That's why I love Spider-Man 2. Um, so, yeah. That, I, I just love what this movie... I, I don't know what it has to say about it. Like, what do you do in that situation? I don't know. You just do it. You just have to decide for yourself in the way that you're going to live it. Yeah, it's just... Like, those situations... Like, there's a lot of places where, like, you, it's, you don't really have a lot of time to think. You got to re- really react. And, oh, and this movie really shows... It's hard to have... It's hard to live a double life. Um, I mean, I I had I had a moment of my time of my life where I was kind of living a double life where I was, I would go down and hang out with a lot of friends down down south, 
of where I live and I just always hang out with them and have fun and all this stuff and I'd stay up super late but then I'd go to work the next day and I'd have my family and stuff and it just it spreads you out way too thin and it just really kill it really really kills you and it's knowing when it's just understanding how far you can run and and running faster than you have strength and it's it is a balance and this show this movie shows that but also being able to trust yourself because you know he mysterio was like leading um leading P- peter parker and all these like crazy goose chases or just these all across the world and there's all, all sorts of different stuff and it confused him and it came to the point where he just decided like this is who i am this is what i'm going to go for and this is what i believe in and it's it can be difficult to do that in like all these confusing times with all these different opinions and things that can mislead you to something else. Like, no, this is what really, this is what really makes you happy. This is what is bad. This is what you should avoid. And this is who you should trust or, and stuff. And so it's, it is very much okay to say no to the normal and, or what's, what looks like normal because Everyone has their own different life that they can choose to experience. And this movie shows that in a way where you can be who you want to be and choose your lifestyle. It doesn't matter how hard or how crazy or how different that lifestyle is from somebody else who may not think that's a good idea. But when you follow that, it, you can find something within that. And Peter Parker still has to live this double life. But... At the end, it it shows that his identity is now open and stuff. But like, he still has to go through life, and it's it kind of split. And just knowing your limits. That's that's what I really felt like I got out of this movie. Yeah, it, it it's a good coming of age story of like learning all those things about yourself. There's a lot of great moments in the movie where you see the character. Um, not like the characters in like, like, uh, man, that's such a <laughs> confusing thing to say. There's like the character of the individual, you know, like I have character type of thing of Peter Parker, how in a given moment, like without hesitation, when they're in, um, Italy, like he immediately starts fighting the water elemental without hesitation, despite how hard. It yeah, is. it and, was like, so quick. That was so different because he, he was just himself. He wasn't in his suit. Yeah, and he just, like, immediately starts to do good. And, like, that deep, deep desire within him to do good is hard to live up to, especially when you're hiding that from other people. Like, that scene when Happy's, like, telling him to relax, and he like, freaks out. He's like, do not tell me to relax. And he, like, yells, like, oh, my gosh, I felt that. Like, you're trying so hard to be good, and you're trying so hard to do this other thing, and it's just all falling apart because you can't manage it all, and you want to meet both expectations, and it's just hard to live up to that heavy responsibility that you have such a desire to and you have to kind of find like you just said you have to kind of find your limits in that because our limits are definitely not to the extent that spider-man's is um but we have to find our own um and i i'm really really on a different note i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with peter parker having to deal with that reveal of who he is and who spider-man is I was a little worried when like Sony and Disney were having that split over the the deal they have, but I'm glad the deal's back because I I'm excited to see that story. Yeah, that was sketchy. 
that was sketchy where Sony and Disney kind of split for half. Yeah, for a couple I, of days. I don't know if they had more movies planned than just like the two I think that are coming after it now with the new deal. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure what's happening, um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, to deal with that once again, that responsibility of trying to live up to such high expectations. I don't know. It's just I don't have too much to say about this. It's just a good coming of age story about a kid trying to figure out who he is and whether he's Spider-Man or whether he's Peter Parker or whether he's both and how he can do that um, and trying to live up those expectations and that moment where I'll feel like do not tell me to relax uh, I just really connected that scene but I'm having a hard time explaining it right now no I get I get you so said those moments like I can't I don't want to relax I need to feel this I need to experience this for once like I'm overwhelmed I just need to experience being overwhelmed just for a minute so yeah thanks everybody for kind of listening to that disorganized fall in there with just kate and i yeah it's different it's a little little different it's different without kellen as well we miss him we hope he's safe not dying or or anywhere he's having fun in his new summer job um but we appreciate you guys listening definitely go check out the audiograph take the survey let us know what movies and franchises you want us to binge and what animated movies you guys really like we'd love if you could just click the link in the show notes head over there we'd appreciate it um other thing as well, we have a Patreon. We have a bunch of extra episodes that we're cranking out over there for you guys. If you want to get checked out, we'd appreciate it. Um, but if you like this episode, I'm going to recommend that you check out the Spider-Man Far From Home episode. One, because you probably like Spider-Man if you like this episode. But um, I think that's one of the greatest Spider-Man movies ever made. And I have so many good things to say about that movie. So it'll be a little bit of a, a, a switch up from how not positive this has been. Not negative, but just not positive. So yeah, I would recommend that. Okay, do you have a recommendation? Um. Yeah, I would recommend the Spider Verse. This movie oh, our first episode ever. Is first episode ever. Number one. That movie is just fun to hear. Wow, we went about this that whole thing, but also like the Spider Verse, the movie itself. Like, I hope that that podcast, the Spider Verse, helped makes you go and watch that movie because it is quality content. Doesn't matter if it's a, if you want to call it a movie, if you want to call it a comic book come to life. That's just it's just quality stuff. It's so good, and I love every second of Spider Verse. I just I got I'm excited for like moments in the movie like oh this is a good this is the good part and then he jumps off and he rips the glass off and he's jumping and it's like oh man it's so cool. Oh so yeah I'd recommend that one if you're a Spider Man fan like you gotta watch that's that's a must. But if you want to get into Spider Man that's a must too. It's just that it's just that must movie that you gotta watch, you know. But that concludes our podcast. Yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for what. Thanks for listening. Yeah, so uh, it's been a conclusion of the MCU. We, it has been it has been quite a journey. It's been nine months in the process, and we're still not quite done. Uh, you'll see next week we're gonna be releasing an episode where we will finally, finally have. The definitive re-rank of every MCU movie after re-watching it. That's going to be a brawl because we all disagree, but it's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, I have yeah. been waiting be for this for nine months. Ever since we did that first one, I was like, I can't wait uh, to finally get here. Um, man, really excited about that. So subscribe for that. Subscribe for the other episodes we have coming out this week. If you guys are new here, we appreciate you guys listening, especially all the way through this episode. Uh, Yes, thank you. Let's go know what you guys think. Um, yeah, take that survey, guys. That'd be fun. Yeah. We want to hear what you guys say. Seriously. Other than that, that's all we have now. So, ciao, ciao. Yeah. Peace out, home dogs. See you later.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.